0: Listen, let me just tell you a couple of things real quick as people are still gathering and still having some conversation. But uh, today is Sacrifice Sunday Day, and we've got a lot of things to tell you about that. I want you to be in prayer for the pastor. He is not here this morning. He um, had to go to the doctor this morning, just not feeling well. He said puny. And um, also, um, they're just being a lot of precaution here so pray for him and and miss shelley was also feeling under the weather so they're not with us today but um we go on and i'm thankful that zane is going to be playing piano for our worship time this morning and we're so thankful that he's here and available we're going to have a great time of worship in the lord at this time i need to recognize bud bab and there he is i recognize you
1: I keep saying, thinking in my mind, this is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice in it. With all the stuff going around, this is a sanctuary here, as far as I'm concerned. Good morning. Uh. I need to call the church into the conference uh, to address one matter that we need to uh, get done today, and last Sunday, uh, Janet gave out all of the positions and so forth and so on, Uh, and we need the vote on that today. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, She wanted me to make a special point to say that uh, Courtney McCormick, uh, I don't think she was on there last week, but she has stepped up. Uh, to be on the missions committee, so we need to. Can I get a motion to adopt? What? Wow, that's impressive. So we got uh, the motion and the second. That was pretty quick. All right. All in favor of adopting the nominee committee's recommendation, please say aye. All opposed, no. The eyes have it. The recommendation is approved. I wanted to just say one thing. After I'm looking at all these sheets they were giving us about all the positions, uh, the teachers, uh, the committees, the teams, and all that stuff. What a job! I, you know, it's a huge job to. But but I don't think they had a whole lot of uh, problems because you stepped up and said yes and. I'm amazed because I sat down and looked on those sheets and there were like 50 positions or something. And there was almost 100 people who were filling those. And we don't have anybody, any of those things that are not uh, personnel handling those things. So I commend the nominating committee. It's a, a good chore for them to do. And I commend you for stepping up and taking your jobs that you've been asked to do. And I think you appreciate it. Can I get a motion to adjourn this conference? Second motion second. All in favor say aye. Well I'm not gonna say no. Forget that part. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you,
0: Bud, for for that. Listen, I'm wondering, has everyone, as you've come in today, did you get the elements for uh, the Lord's Supper today? If you need one, would you raise your hand? Okay, we've got some right on the back here. And anyone in the balcony? I think everybody is good. Just wanted to make sure that you had that. Well, God bless you. Today is Sacrifice Sunday. We're going to be Uh, focusing on the sacrifice of christ and we also have uh, a challenge offering Uh, in just a little while um, we're going to hear in a moment uh, a stewardship testimony from one of our dear members and then we're going to ask susan to play something and i'll give you the signal if you would bring uh, your sacrifice sunday offerings and lay them in the plates here on either side of the pulpit Your regular offering, if you just hold that, uh, if they're together, it's no problem. But the men will be at the door uh, following the end of the service today. So you can put your regular offering there. Or in the black boxes uh, out as you go into the portico area, you'll see them on the way if that makes you more comfortable. So glad to uh, see you. Also glad that um, Brother Joey is going to be uh, pinch-hitting for the pastor today. and we're, aren't you glad he's available to do that? Amen. Yeah, that's been good. We can, we can give him that. At this time, I want to recognize uh, Linda Dixon, and I'm going, to, I'm going to do something I don't normally do. She's going to come up here, and I'm going to stand with her because the pastor had told her that he would stand with her, and he's absent. So, Linda, if you will come and share what's on your heart, and uh, I'll be right here beside you.
2: Good morning. First, I want to say, with God, all things are possible. We hear a lot that nothing is impossible with God, but with God, all things are possible. Rick Thompson called me the first part of the week, and he asked me if I would speak. And my first thought was, I'm not a public speaker. He could get somebody much better than I. But God said no. He wanted me to do it. So as I thought about what I would say, and I don't know that I'll do it in order. I don't even know that I'll do what's on this paper. But I learned about tithing, and we'll talk about that first. I turned to, learned about tithing from my dad. I can remember my dad sitting at the table on Saturday night. And back then, and I gonna age myself, back then you got church envelopes for your offering if you were in Sunday school. So even as a baby, if you went to Sunday school, you had an offering envelope. And I can see my dad with, there were six children, and my mom and dad, and they were all lined up. And he would sit there, and he would put our offering in our envelope and give it to us to give to the Lord. And he also taught me, when I started babysitting, that 10% of what I made babysitting was the Lord's. Really, all of it was, but he asked for 10 When I started working, he said the same thing. Ten percent is the Lord's. Well, and that's what I did. Well, then I came to North Greenville College, and I met and married the love of my life, Nanny. We were married 50 years. God has blessed both of us, and he's now with the Lord. He blessed us with two children, five grandchildren, and two great-granddaughters. So I am truly blessed. Were times always easy? No. Did we struggle sometimes? Yes. When you're raising children, sometimes it's hard to pay all the bills, to get them what they need. And I have to admit that I wasn't always faithful. And some Sundays I would say, you know, I just don't have it this week. I'll double up next week. But, you know, that's hard to do. Then you're given 20% instead of 10%. But I have learned as time goes by, that give God his 10% first before anything else, and that's what I do. Uh, I've always been a person that tried to fix things myself. I didn't want to bother anybody. I didn't want to bother the Lord with little things. But I've also learned that God wants us to come to him with everything. He wants all of us. And I'm going to read a scripture this morning, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and you all know it, and it's probably my favorite of Verse, let me find it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. What that tells me is that the Lord wants me to trust Him with everything. Not what I think He needs to take care of, but He needs to have everything. He needs to have my finances, my work, my family, the whole shebang. And if I trust him with everything, and I don't try to take care of it myself, but let him, he'll direct my path. The Lord's been with me on the mountains, and he's been with me in the valley times. The Lord promises never to leave us or forsake us, and I have found that to be true. Especially in the last couple years with the sickness and illness and passing of my husband. There's a song, well, there's really two songs that I want to leave with you. One is, Thank You, Lord, for Your Blessings on Me. And if you haven't heard that, go on YouTube and listen to it. You know, we have roof over our head, we have food, we have what we need. God has provided that. And then the other one is one that I've just had on my mind for several weeks, and maybe this is why, and it's, I could never out-love the Lord. It says, I'm going to live the way He wants me to live. This is just part of it. I'm going to give until there's just no more to give. I'm going to love till there's just no more love. I could never, never outlive the Lord. Not only can we never outlove the Lord, but we can never outgive the Lord. And like I said, I have learned that when I give God what I'm supposed to give God, the other 90%, goes a long way, and there's even money left over. Okay? So that's why, and when we think about Sacrifice Sunday, I just want to say that I've also prayed about that. I've learned to pray about everything. Uh, and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to give? And the same amount always come up every single time. So that's what I've done. That's what I've done. I want to obey the Lord. And I want to live the rest of my life serving Him and loving Him and giving.
0: How many of you remember when Linda first came up here and said, I'm not a public speaker? (laughs) I believe she's a ringer. I think she's fantastic. Thank you, Linda, for that. So the task that has been put before us and the challenge from our finance team is that we attack this church debt that we've had for too long and so today is sacrifice sunday and i hope you came prepared uh, to give and so at this time susan's going to play i'm going to ask i'm going to have a prayer i'm going to ask those of you who have sacrifice offerings just to bring it to the uh, plates here let's pray together father wow how you've already met with us and spoken through your servant i uh, thank you for her testimony lord we know that you have Uh, challenged us through our finance team lord you dealt with the hearts of those who lead us and now you're dealing with our hearts help us to be obedient to what you would have us to do and to give sacrificially we love you lord thank you for loving us in jesus name amen will Amen, and thank you so much. We're going to turn our attention to join our voices together as we worship the Lord today, but um, I have some of our folks who um, let me know from time to time when different things are happening in the lives of our folks. Yesterday, I had the privilege of calling and talking to Gene Bridwell, but I called him at an inopportune time because it's his birthday, and he, was, he let me know pretty quick into the conversation that he was getting ready to eat. And so so I thanked him uh, for that. We talked for just a moment, but if you have a chance, uh, he had a birthday. And then I understand we missed what I think is a milestone birthday a little while back, Miss Azalee Dixon. And uh, Miss Azalee, do you care if I say what your birthday number was? 94. 94, isn't that something that less- Amen. I tell you, I hope I look half that good when I get. In fact, I think you want to take a picture of yourself and keep it in your purse in case you can't find a mirror when you need to look. I think that'd be great. Let's stand together as we worship the Lord here this morning. And that's what sacrifice of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ is all about. That he made a way for us to be his children. I never cease to be amazed that the almighty God of the universe could look at me. And see me as I am. And make a way for me to be like he is. Amen. Amen. God so loved the world.
3: one wow. Things flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly.
4: said that, so I could hear myself, be honest with you, and now I can. But good morning. That's, now that was genuine.. Okay. So good to be here today. Um, we do want to keep Brother Dale in our prayers as um, he's getting better. Um, last week, he was not feeling well, but he showed up, and I, was, I admired him for that, and this time it took him a little bit further, so just uh, keep him and Shelley in your prayers. This morning, I want to encourage you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to talk about something that a lot of us have a problem with today, and that is our memory. How many of you have a great memory? Raise your hand. Come on, somebody. One person. Nobody. Okay, we're all in the same boat then. Okay? Okay. Now you know why we're about to bring this message today. This is why we are about to partake of the Lord's Supper. Because we easily forget. We easily... Our memory doesn't last. How many times have you been in a store and you see somebody and you know them, and you know them as well as you know yourself, but you cannot remember their name? We've all been there, have we not? I tell you, that's a horrible place to be in... And forgetting a name is one thing but forgetting what God has done for us is a whole other that's a whole other level of forgetfulness. But I'm thankful for this that today we're going to so we celebrate he helps us remember by preparing a meal for us, a family meal. And I can't not forget my the family meals of the past. I can remember as a child as a young person going to grandma's house or or every, all the family coming to our house and, and having a meal together. I, it, it, one thing, I, our meals were similar or, or, or like this. I pretty much knew what was going to take place at every meal with the family. I pretty much knew what the topics were going to be. I knew what everybody's opinions were because we'd been around each other so much. But it was still fun to get together with the family. It was fun to have a meal together. The problem with the Corinthians here is that they had taken a meal that God had given them to remember what Christ had done for them and turned it into a party. They turned it into something that it wasn't meant to be. So Paul is writing this to the Corinthians. And I want to re- I'm just going to read this whole pat- this beginning with verse 23 of 1 Corinthians. And I'm going to ask you all to please stand in reverence to God's Word. I know you're all comfortable, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyhow in reverence of God's Word. But listen to these words. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. We're going to read down to the end of the chapter. It says, Where I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which He was, was betrayed, took bread, and when He had given thanks, broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastised by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. Let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful, Lord, for this time that we have here today. Lord, we meet because we are, we are your family. We are your sons and we are your daughters. And Lord, we come to your table. A table, Lord, that you have provided for us. And may we come with a rightful manner. And Lord, may we come with the right attitude. And Lord, may we come understanding, Lord, that your love provided this table for us today. Lead us, Lord. Hide me behind the cross. May Christ be high and lifted up today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As we notice in this passage of Scripture, this is dealing with the Lord's Supper. And the Lord's Supper helps us to look back. If you look at verse 23 through 26, we see that... You see, the broken bread reminds us of the body of Christ. Jesus Christ, we are to remember the broken body that Jesus had. And that happened at the crucifixion. This is Easter all over again, amen? I say every Sunday is Easter. It's the day that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But today is a little bit special, special because we're dealing with the death of Jesus Christ. We're dealing with his broken body because not only do we uh, remember the bread, the bread represents the broken body, but the cup, this juice that we're about to eat, the, the drink that we're about to partake of, represents his blood. Now, I'll be honest with you, in the world that we live in, this, this goes co- counterclockwise to what we... We don't celebrate death in our world today, do we? I'll be honest with you, I don't like remembering the deaths of my loved ones. Um, I, just, I just don't like remembering that. I, I like remembering my loved ones alive. I remember, I re, I like remembering them alive and well and the, the interaction. But Jesus is telling us, No, I want you to remember the death. So there must be something very important in that death that we must remember. We need to remember, and, and, and I believe... A verse in First, if you read on in First Corinthians 15, notice what Paul says in verse three. He says, "For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received." Listen to this. This is 1 Corinthians 15:3. That Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. It is not the life of our Lord or His teachings that saves a sinner, but His death. It's Jesus dying. He came to die. How many of you have ever watched the, the movie, The Passion? Mel Gibson's portrayal of the crucifixion. I'll be honest with you, that's one of the hardest movies I've ever watched in my life. I made it all the way through the whole movie. I was in the theater. So I paid good money to go see this thing. And I sat there and I watched it. And if you've never watched it, I'm telling you, uh, the portrayal of how they crucified Jesus Christ just broke my heart. I couldn't believe how many times they hit him. How many times they hit him with a cat of nine tails. I used to think the nails in his, pierced, in his hands was the worst thing that Jesus experienced. I'm not so sure anymore after watching that. But Jesus died for me. Jesus died for you. On your worst day, remember that you are worth dying for. That helps me. I don't know if it helps you. That the Son of God was willing to come and die for me. That's something we need to remember. We need to always, because our sin is too great. You cannot. (laughs) Jesus paid the price for something that I couldn't pay for. Do you understand why He did it? Because you couldn't do it. Hey, wait a minute. Let's reverse that. You can die for your sins. But you know what that means, don't you? That means hell. You can die for your sins. People are doing it every day now, aren't they? Okay? You can do that. Don't get me wrong. But Jesus came and did something for me and for you. Somebody had to pay for our sins. You either pay for it or somebody else has to pay Jesus was willing to pay for our sins. And, and if you accept that, that, that gift, the body of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. I like this passage of Scripture in Isaiah 53, 6. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned in every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 1 Peter 2, verse 24 says, Who himself bore our sins. In His own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, but whose stripes you were healed. He was our substitute, paying the debt that we could not pay. We should all remember how He died willingly, meekly, showing forth His love for us. Like Romans 5, 8 that says, God demonstrated His love for you that while you were a sinner, He died for you. He gave His body into the hands of wicked men, and He bore His his body the sins of this world. This remembering is not simply... And and this is one thing about the the Lord's Supper that makes me... uh, I, I I understand it more and more as I progress in my life. He makes you take and partake of it. He wants you to be there. He wants you to understand how much He loves you. He makes you take the bread. He makes you drink. He makes you participate. You're not just somebody who's walking by the crucifixion. No, He makes you want to stand there. He makes you stand there. Like I wanted to get out of that theater um, watching The Passion uh, because it was just too much. It was almost too much for me to watch. He wants you to remember how much He loves you. Secondly, not only does He want us to look back, He wants us to look ahead. Look at verse 26. This is fascinating to me because if you notice what He says, He says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death to win. Not to the end of the world. That's what the world talks about, the end of the world. No, it's till." He comes back. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful for that, amen. I'm thankful that we we do this until he comes back. What does that mean? He's coming back. (laughs) Exactly. Amen. Doesn't that give you hope? Folks, in the world I live in today, I am so thankful he promised that. There's three little words. Until I think it's just three little words. I'm telling you, I'm just so thankful. Till He comes, guess what? He can come back today, amen? Wouldn't it be awesome to to be here one moment with the body of Christ, and the next minute to be in heaven with the body of Christ? That's what we have to look forward to. And that's what the Lord's Supper is all about. That He paid the price for your sins. He paid the price for your life. And because He's done that, you have hope. Because He's coming back. I look forward to it every day, amen? Because every day. Uh, Where I live, I used to, uh, I lived in Roebuck for about 13 years. And where I I lived, in a little area, a little development called uh, Bradford Place. And where I lived, you had, it sort of, you you drove down into it. And so it was hard to see the sky. I couldn't ever see the sky. We had had Bradford's, Bradford Pairs all over the place and, and you couldn't really see, you could see right above here, but that's all you could see. But now where I live, I can see the sun rise. And I can see the sun set. And every time I see the sun rise, it just makes me think, it could be today. It could be today. You need to never forget that. Today could be the day that Jesus returns. Even when the sun sets, I say it could be tonight. Don't ever forget that. We need to always understand that the Lord's Supper is here to remind us that He's coming back. 1 John 3 says this one in verse 2. He says, Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what, he sh- what we should be, but we know that when He is revealed, when Jesus is revealed, we shall be like Him. For we shall see him as he is. When he comes back and he takes his family back with him, guess what? Our bodies are going to be changed. This broken body that we're remembering today is no longer. And I look forward to taking on the body of Christ. Amen. I'm so. Don't ever forget that. Fourth thing, Third thing we need to remember is that we should look within. Now, this is going to get a little tough on us, okay? So just hold on. But this is very important. Sometimes ministers skip over this, but I'm not going to. I want to let y'all have it. because um, I'm a biblical preacher. Notice what it says here in verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man, let a person, examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Now, and, and look down at verse 31, because this is, this is very important. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the Lord with the world. Paul did not say that we had to be worthy to partake of the Lord's Supper because none of us are worthy. Only by the grace of God can any of us partake of this, uh, being part of the family of God. But he did say that we should partake of it in a worthy manner. What I know he... what he's saying here is that, folks, we need to look in our lives right now. Is there anything in our lives right now that might hinder us? There's a three-letter word we're going to say here, right? Sin. Is there sin in your life right now that you need to deal with? If there's sin in your life right now and you don't want to deal with it, then don't partake of the Lord's Supper. There's two types of people that shouldn't partake of the Lord's Supper. Those who've never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior... And those who have known sin in their lives are not willing to deal with it. Doesn't it make sense that He would not want you to partake of the Lord's Supper if you're going to hold on to something that He died for? That He is willing to suffer for? That He is willing to lay down His life for you and your sins and now you want to hold on to that? No, you deal with that. And we're going to have a time of prayer here in a few minutes. And I want to give you an opportunity to go to Him and say, Lord, please forgive me. We can do it right here before we partake of the Lord's Supper. I'm, I'm going to make it easy for you, or maybe hard. But because with, with, with asking for forgiveness comes repentance. That means you don't want to do it anymore. Whatever that is. Whatever that sin is. But we have to look within ourselves. Because the Corinthians were neglecting to self-examine themselves. And Paul is saying here, it, it's better that you do it than God does it. Amen? Did your parents ever do that to you before? Or your, your parents ever say, now I'm going to give you a chance to, to correct it yourself. And if you don't do it, then I'm going to do it. you all know what that meant? In the Burnett household, I know what it meant. Okay. If my dad says, you, you boys correct it right now between yourselves, if you don't do it, then I'm going to correct it. We never wanted him to correct it. Because he always came out on the, on the hard side of things. And my bottom got the worst of the end of it. Okay? And, and, and so, God is saying to you, I am trusting you to deal with it. And the Lord's Supper gives you that opportunity to do so. Because a lot of us can be busy running here and there and there and there and stay so busy that we don't pay attention to to God much. But now we have the Lord's Supper to remind us. It's time to look within ourselves. It's time for us to see if there's any sin in our lives and self-examine ourselves, look within ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to work. The last is this. We have to look back. We have to look forward. We have to look inward. But we also need to look around. Look at verse 33. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest, I will set in order when I come. We should not look around in order to criticize, but in order to discern the Lord's body. The Lord's Supper is a family meal, and the Lord of the family desires that his children love one another. Amen? That's the novice idea it. We love each other. Can you truly say you love each other? When you look around. If not, go back to <laughs> revert back to the last point. We are to love one another because in first John four it says, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also do what? Love one another. The Lord's Supper gives us an opportunity to look around and remind us that we love each other. If God can love you, I can love you. Amen? The famous Dutch um, artist, Rembrandt, painted a very um, famous picture of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. In this work, it depicted the suffering of Jesus, but also the indifference of the soldiers and the weeping of the... Um, the women at the cross. But an unusual thing took place in this portrait. Rembrandt painted himself in this one. He painted himself at the crucifixion. Was he there at the actual crucifixion? No. But in his rendition of it, his portrait of it, he put him in there. Folks, that's what the Lord suffered us Supper does for. It puts us there when Jesus is done, I and I can hear him saying, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Aren't you so thankful that he said that? Because he was talking of me, and he was talking about you. And when he says it is finished, guess what are you saying? I've paid it all. I've done something for them they could not do for themselves. So we gather here today to remember. To remember how great the love that Christ has for us. So I want to ask you at this time to take this whatever this is, this cup. Let's call it a cup. And I'm going to give you time to figure out how to get to that bread. I'm going to be patient with you to make sure you get it. Because it took me a while. I had to
1: practice it earlier.
4: It is said that at the night before Jesus was betrayed, at the conclusion of the Feast of the Passover, which Jesus and His disciples were celebrating, he took bread and having blessed it and thanked it, he he broke it, and he gave to his disciples and said, This is my body which was given for you. John six fifty eight says it this way This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. That same night, he took a cup. After giving thanks, he said, This is my blood which was shed for you. According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. But if you walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's pray together. Father, as we've partaken of the Lord's Supper today... Lord, we are reminded, Lord, of how great You are. How much You love us. Lord, I can truly say for myself, Lord, I was not worthy of the sacrifice that You've given for me. But I come with a thankful heart. And I am reminded of how great You are. How great Your love is. And how you were willing to sacrifice your body so that I and we, as the body of Christ, could be saved. And Lord, we know that we do not worship a Savior who is dead and gone. But we worship a Savior who is alive, who is resurrected on the third day, who promised that He will be back. And Father... We look forward to when Your Son comes and receives His church, His body. Lord, I pray for each person here today who participated in the Lord's Supper. I pray, Father, that You would anoint them in a way, Father, that they'll feel the power of Your Spirit in a way, Lord, that will give them success in their lives, to give them victory over sin, and give them power, Lord, to live a Spirit-filled life that only You can give. And Father, we will praise You for what You have in store for us. We thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not sure if we're going to close in the song today. If we are, then... But I want to ask you all, please, to stand at this time. I have one announcement I would like to give, and that is PS... Can I give PS 101? I want to give a plug for PS 101. Please stand. I'm do, we're gonna have a PS 101 coming not this Wednesday but the next Wednesday, I believe, in two weeks. And so, um, I'll, if you're interested in doing that, please talk to me because I will, um, I'll be at, um, at the close. Of, I'll be at the, the back of the auditorium. But thank you. I'll turn it over.
0: Thank you, Joey. By the way, Joey did not know he was even going to be on this platform till about eight o'clock this morning. So, y'all thank him as you leave today and also i've been asked to by the um, uh, ushers team and the Lord's supper team if you would take the, your uh, little cups and all those places receptacles for them out in the festival that'd be so good <sighs> so on the way to this time today i've probably i've had no less than 10 people who've told me what song we ought to close with no no two were alike so this is how we're going to close it. I was just thinking about what am I thankful for today. I've got a lot to be thankful for. My, my children are grown and happy and doing things that they like. One of them is somewhere in the United States traveling. One is teaching in um, Charleston. Uh, Carol and I celebrated 42 years of marriage this week. Um I bow humbled by that but if I have to say what I'm most thankful for I'm thankful for my salvation and that my family knows the Lord so I just want us to sing that song thank you Lord for saving my soul thank you Lord for making me whole thank you Lord for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free
3: Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to Thy great salvation, so rich and free.
0: Amen. You are dismissed.